the rice roll yet with a with the rice roll. <laughs> rice roll. <laughs> Board gaming with education, a podcast for anyone curious about how games and education mix. We explore various topics like game-based learning, gamification, and board games and the impacts they have on learning. Here's your host, Dustin Stats. And welcome to Board Gaming with Education. I am your host, Dustin. This is a podcast all about games and learning. We tend to focus mainly on board games and their interactions in education, but we do branch out to other topics as well. This episode is the fourth episode of our Gamification Diaries. So for this series, I sit down with my wife, Grace, and we talk about using a gamification system in her classroom. We talk about some of the challenges, some of the successes, and the blueprint for implementing this system in her class. So what is a gamification system? Well, gamification is adding gaming elements onto a different task or maybe learning environment in this case. So in the case of using the gamification kit in Grace's classroom, her students get to create characters and those characters will earn experience points throughout the quarter. And those experience points can be used to unlock different items. Characters can also earn achievements that help them earn more experience points, all while their character is leveling up and competing to be the character with the most experience points, all while individual students are developing motivations to perform better in class. So also a part of this gamification system or kit, they are going on an RPG adventure. So we have used this kit for now, nine weeks during Grace's quarter. So listen in to the conversation that we talk about for the last week of the quarter. So if you are just tuning in to this fourth episode, don't worry, listen in. We fill you in on the first three episodes, but go back and listen to those episodes. You can learn maybe a little bit more about some challenges we had using the system early on and throughout the quarter. So this episode, we actually just focus really on the end of the quarter and then we look at some feedback. Grace gives me some brutally honest feedback on whether she would use this kit in her classroom again and some improvements we can make to this kit. So be sure to stick around after we hear from our sponsor Amped Up Learning. We love to have Amped Up Learning as our sponsor because they are also a teacher-owned company. They strive to make learning fun, engaging, and competitive with their unique games and teacher-created lessons. They also have two unique board games for history class. One is Freck, a tabletop card game, classroom resource aimed at teaching your students key social studies vocabulary in an engaging, competitive, and creative way. They also have Risk It. Risk It is a way to compete in history class. It involves teams, trivia, and taking chances. They also design a lot of cool apparel on their site as well for teachers or for history buffs. So if you do check out their site, that's ampeduplearning.com. Be sure to use the coupon code BGEGAMES. Again, that's ampeduplearning.com and the coupon code is BGEGAMES. And feel free to check out their social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ampeduplearning for teacher giveaways. Let's get into the conversation. Welcome to Board Gaming with Education. I'm here with Grace. Hello. Grace, I just saw you about 30 seconds ago. We're actually recording this one right after last week's episode. And you also live with me. <laughs> and I do live with you. 
So we are talking about the gamification kit that we have been using in your class this quarter. So last week, we talked about the few weeks that I was not there, and we talked about some challenges and successes. But what is this all about? What is this gamification kit? What are we doing? If someone is just tuning in, can you kind of explain what's going on? My students are high school students in Taipei at an international school, and what we've been doing um, in these English language classes is we've been using this gamification system in order to motivate the students and also create a more of a unique class culture. Yeah, so in the system, there are characters. Each of the year students create a character, and there are experience points, and there are items, and there are achievements, and there are level ups. So there's a lot of things that help motivate the students both extrinsically and hopefully tap into that intrinsic motivation. Really, last episode you talked about the culture that has kind of shine or shone through the class now, and they're so attached to you, they don't want you to go anywhere. <laughs> no, uh, my students are great. And one thing that I appreciate from putting in the system is being able to really see their creativity. Um, especially from students who maybe aren't out, as outspoken as others. I feel like they're the most creative ones uh, that come up with cool storylines and cool abilities for their characters. So definitely nice to be able to, through the system, see what students are thinking. Yeah, the creativity has been awesome to see. I remember the first week, or as it, it was actually the first week, second day, so I came twice in one week. And one of your students came up with a clever idea for how they stumbled upon the ITD. And the ITD is the interdimensional travel device, or again, the washing machine. And that helps them travel through different themes and time and space. And we use that to kind of add some flexibility in our story writing throughout the quarter. Right. But do you remember how they found the ITD and how the group, the party, the classroom all came together? I remember it was, had something to do with the bus. They were all on a bus to go somewhere. Yeah, so they were all, I think they were all meeting. They were all at the bus station and they found the ITD and they all went on the ITD first venture together and they found it was broken. Yeah, it was really interesting to see with their character, they all have different motivations for why they're, they've decided to join the group in the ITD. Some of them are looking for a girlfriend, um, whereas others are a little more like looking for my family that I lost or something like that. So there's definitely different depths into their character development, but they're all very creative. So that was the first week we did the onboarding. The following week, we did the first part of the RPG story, and that was pretty cool. And they found a witch, and you were the witch. <laughs> and they escaped on the ITD, and then they wound up somewhere else on the ITD. So so with this gamification kit, there will be different themes that you'll be able to choose from. But with the ITD, Interdimensional Travel Device, kind of a long name, so we call it ITD. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of combine all the themes or choose and pick which themes you want to combine. Yeah, I think that will be really great to see the different themes. And definitely the students will take a theme and run with it. So it'll be nice to see what they come up with. 
Yeah, so we're on our final episode, and if you remember from previous episodes, the man with no face, that's the main boss of this quarter, and he showed up the very first week, and he was the one that sabotaged, or may have sabotaged, the ITD. The man with no face was our villain. We'll get to the end and find out who the man with no face is. No, it was it was actually me, and I was trying to stop them. It was my in-game character, and I was trying to stop them from using it because I knew it was broken. It's funny because when they were playing the game to reveal, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, um, to reveal the man with no face, a lot of them were saying, oh, it must have been the principal of the school. <laughs> or like they were throwing out other teachers' names, or what about if it's you, Mrs. Withmore? <laughs> it's like, um, no. <laughs> We just had our last week not too long ago, and during that last week, you had to go over a quick review worksheet, and then we had about 30, 40 minutes of class to finish the RPG story. Most weeks, we spent maybe 20, 30 minutes on the actual story, and part of the story, they had to complete some sort of learning objective. But this time, we had a learning objective where they battled the final boss, the man with no face. Yeah, so the... Stories that we would normally do would be we would sit in a U formation and we would go through the RPG story. Um, and the RPG story, no matter what route they took, it eventually led them to uh, filling, not filling out a worksheet, but basically doing an activity th that then allows them to defeat a boss. And most of the bosses were the man with no face in disguise. And so a lot of the times I thought, okay, this is just an activity that I would normally give them regardless, but with the element of this is their mission and they need to accomplish this because this boss is trying to attack their group, they definitely took more seriousness. And you definitely saw in the classroom, as soon as I gave it to them, they're like, okay, we need to do this because this is the only way we can get past this in the story. And so it was nice because I was like, well, this is a good activity for you to learn whatever we're learning in class. And you're also really motivated because the boss is trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, not kill, maybe. I mean, it wouldn't be kill, <laughs> but definitely, definitely make their life worse in the game. Stop them from doing what their character is motivated to do exactly <laughs> so actually you only play the story once a week but the xp is throughout the whole quarter every day right they're working towards their achievements every day but the rpg story is once a week and for about 20 30 minutes you would say and then you have a language or learning objective tied into it yes so the xp was throughout every class i would pass them out based on what we were doing in class already and then Thursdays were our RPG games. Right when students came in, they're like, we're playing the game, right? Like, you have that prepared. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I do. Don't worry. At first, when you stopped coming, they asked for you. And then they switched it to they, them asking for the game. They just want the game. <laughs> yeah. They're like, is Mr. Dustin here? And I was like, no, but I'm going to do it now. And then they were just really excited that it still continued. So if you're listening in and you're considering whether you can implement this gamification system or if anybody can do it, you heard it here first. Grace said they just want the game. <laughs> yes. So in the end, they just switched to, it's not Mr. Dustin Day, it's RPG Day. And 
on Thursdays, we have an hour and a half um, class periods. And I would still take about 45 minutes of regular class time doing our own activities. But the last bit of class after those 45 minutes, we would devote to our number one. We would make a list of who's the top three in our class based on the XP of the previous week. Then we would go into our random Thursday battles where we would normally have two battles where two people could battle each other and do an activity on the board and whoever finished first would get the XP for the day. And then that would be followed by the RPG game where we would all sit in a U and go through the story together. Awesome. So that's kind of a recap and what's going on this in this gamification system. So... I want to ask you some questions so our audience or whoever's listening in can decide, is this something they might try to do? Okay. Number one, is it ready? That's it. That's the question. (laughs) There's no more. No, uh, what I mean is, is the gamification system, can a teacher take what I have and implement it in their class? Yeah, definitely. Once you have the students really create the characters and you print out like the XPs that you're giving everyone. It's really quick and easy to do from there. You just have to be proactive. So like as you're teaching or as people are doing activities in the class, just literally have a pocket full of XPs (laughs) that you're just walking around. And as, as you're helping people, you'll, you'll see someone help someone else or do something that gives them achievement points and you'll just be passing them out as you go along. So it's not something that really stops your teaching. It's more just as you're going through your classroom period, you don't even have to make a big deal about it. You just put it right next to the student and they know why they received it. I want you to be brutally honest. Is it ready? I think it is if the teachers are willing to put a little bit of time And by time, I mean update the XP points, right? So students are gaining these, but someone needs to kind of keep record of it. And one thing I realized is I probably could have had a student do that, (laughs) collect those XP points at the end. And like, obviously, a student you trust that wouldn't forge any XPs um, because, you know, they're serious about those. They might. (laughs) But I could have had a student do that at the end. Um, so every class, they w- I would collect them, and I would kind of just quickly put notes on random pieces of paper, and I feel like I should have been a little more proactive in making that a little more easier on myself. It really doesn't take much to update the XP. I just wasn't very organized when I was doing it. And then the storyline as far as the RPG games, like I said, I was nervous at first when I did it, thinking... I don't know how to lead these students to what I want them to do in this game because they can really do anything. But it's actually really easy to convince students of something to do. And with the dice roll, you think it's um, left to chance. But in reality, um, if there was something that I really didn't want them to do, I could be like, well, out of nowhere, something happens that you can't do that. And obviously, I would make it thematic. So as a teacher, you can control it a little more. One thing I realize is students are always wanting to fight. And they, whenever they meet someone, they'll just want to fight, fight, fight. And um, one thing we did in the classroom was like, okay, 
first let's figure out why this person or object or something is here. And then if they do become a threat to you, okay, maybe we can find a way to stop the threat, but not just immediately be like, let's just kill them. Right. I think it's really important to tap into the character motivation and actually ask your students, what would your character do in this situation? And also, I think one other thing is the motivation for their character to progress through the story. If they have a real reason to progress through the story, maybe they aren't as likely to just want to go around and fight everything. Right. They're more likely to to want to solve the puzzle or figure out how they get through the story or move on with their character. Yeah. So I guess as a teacher, you have to be really engaged in that storyline. You are the GM, the game master. So during those Thursdays, those 45 minutes, I was like on basically the whole time because yes, the students move the story along, but I also wanted to make sure it was moved in a nice manner and not them just going around slaying everything they see. So I think first, if you're a teacher that number one is willing to put in that little extra time, I don't think it really required much time outside of my normal planning. Uh, maybe just 10, 15 minutes extra here and there. I think it's worth it. All right. So that's the final statement. It's worth it regardless of the time. But what I was trying to get at about the question, is it ready, is it's not quite ready. <laughs> just because Grace isn't quite fully aware of what I'm doing to create the stories and develop a system to keep track of XP. Yeah, I guess I was, since I was using the system before you were really creating the whole universe, I created my own stories. And if you're a teacher that is really creative and wants to take up that challenge, I would really recommend it because you know your students the best. You'll know what realm they're interested in or what would get them motivated. But at the same time, it would be nice to have all these pre-made storylines to kind of just read through. It would take a little more to create your own. And also, I tied in the end of the storyline worksheets or activities to what I was teaching. So it doesn't require much as far as just adding the boss and a little description of why they're doing this to the activity you already have planned for your class. Um, but it, it, I guess that would take maybe five, ten minutes to combine those two things together. I think tying in the story with whatever activity you have planned is super important. Otherwise, it just feels like you're throwing this worksheet at your students and you're not really making it as thematic as you could be. Right. So I mentioned my students <laughs> through all their stuff in the game. They ended up getting caught by a pirate and stuck in jail on a ship. And so what I had them do is in order to get out, they had to send a message in the bottle, right? Which sticks to the theme of them in the sea. And their message in the bottle had to do with a writing like a writing assignment that we were learning. They were trying to write an introduction paragraph, so like a hook to 
grab the reader's attention, uh, background of why they're in this situation and give them a thesis statement of why they should help with three reasons why. And so in the next game, they brought their writing assignment and each student would kind of defend why they should send their bottle onto the sea. So um, it not only gave them an assignment to do that was related to our introduction paragraphs we were learning, but it also allowed them to defend like, we only have one bottle. We can only send one. So let me defend why mine should be sent. Yeah, that's a great job at tying in the theme with like elements of the story. Only one bottle. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted them to kind of talk to each other and interact because um, one thing I noticed with the other activity was like, okay, I need to do this in order for us to defeat the boss. But now we really need to interact to see how we can defeat it. And one thing in the previous part of the story is in a previous activity, the students also had to write how they would want to defeat the boss. And so in when we did it the next week, I put down everyone's character on the PPT and we had to describe how each character wanted to defeat the main boss and as a group, we have to decide which one, like who, which character we wanted to follow. So it's not just the activities doing it for activity's sake, but it's also, it will affect how you start the next game. So we kind of tapped into what works well. You can get into stories thematically and tie in the language objective or other learning objectives. It helps develop creativity. It helps with class motivation and class culture help students feel motivated to do well and help their classmates and complete tasks. What does it need to improve on? I think it's not so much the system. It's more how I execute the system. With the XP, the teacher needs to be um, pretty assertive as to how the XP is going to go out, like be distributed. And one thing I realized is my items that I chose, students weren't necessarily interested in buying all of them. <laughs> so I could definitely change those to be a little more exciting or relevant to the class. There were two or three that the students were always buying, but the other like three or four were kind of just left by the wayside. So that's more the teacher's implementation. Right, I think the teacher, and it's up to the, the teacher to decide what does and what doesn't merit XP because you know your students the best and you know what maybe you want to encourage them to do. It's kind of like, where do you place the carrot? And we talk about this in board games a lot. Like, what do you want the players to do? So how do you want to motivate your students to help each other? Or do you want them to improve on maybe you're doing listening quizzes every week if you're teaching English you want to help them improve that but at the same time I think that making XP available to all students in some way and we talked about that the last couple episodes is important too right and one thing now that we're still talking about XP is I collected it every day and then so there was a period of time where I wasn't on top of inputting it on the Excel sheet. So I had a bunch of XP that I needed to update. Realistically, um, it's not necessarily on my top 
on the top of my to-do list as a teacher to update the XP. And so there were times where I did get behind and I just have to put in a couple of days. Ideally, the students will see pretty soon after the class their XP go up because they honestly do check that and they are aware if you did not input their XP. So a way to kind of streamline that process because right now I only have 12 students, but if I ever had more in my classroom, opening up each file would be very, very tiresome. Yeah, I think um, one thing that needs to improve is how the XP is tracked. Eventually or hopefully there will be a tracking sheet. And so it might not be electronic, but that's something I'm still racking my brain to figure out. Or honestly, using one Excel sheet and multiple sheets. That's easier than going in, click, open, change, close, click, open, change, close. Originally, the reason I did separate sheets was I was only going to make that file or whatever, the Google Doc, Google Excel file available to those particular students. But then I didn't have their email, so I just made that whole folder available to you, and then you shared the folder. I put it on our Google Classroom, so the students were able to open up their XP and check. To be honest, I don't think it's a negative thing for them to see other people's XP. And I don't really think that my students really took the time to check other people's XP because we did update the students on the top three and that that's mainly what people were going towards. Um, more just the number rather than the person. All right. So one thing from your end as a teacher is to make clear guidelines on to what merits XP. One thing for the system is to make a better tracking system for the XP. Do you have any other suggestions? I think the Thursday battles are really successful. I think there was uh, one time where no one wanted to battle, so I had to force people to battle. So maybe incorporating that random battle and making it not so random. By that I mean that could be tied into the story so they might feel more inclined to battle or just like a random warlock came and <laughs> wants to attack you so you need a battle. I don't know. Yeah, I think that one thing the battle does do, and I just don't think you have those types of students, is it gives some students an opportunity to shine that they might not have an opportunity to shine in the stories. So I, I think that it would be good to tie it into the story somehow, but also it's nice to keep it separate. Or make it not part of the story, but more they're training with each other and they need to train and be like, not beat each other, but like train with each other in order to be able to defeat in the future those bosses in the story. So make it more of like a, a training round or something like that. I like that. I think it could tie into what maybe we might do next quarter is they have different abilities and they can get an instant check mark towards one of those abilities based on whatever that random battle is. So let's say the random battle has to deal with writing since you're an English language course and they get to upgrade their wisdom, which is their writing ability in the quarter. So anything else that needs to improve, brutally honest? I mean, <laughs> I could 
and just improve as a game master. I think, <laughs> I think that's just new to me. Period. Uh, so I don't think that's the system's fault. I think it's just me. But it's your first time doing something like this, and you think you did it pretty well, though. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I feel like I could have been more, I theatrical with um some of the way I go through the story, um but the in the end the students they take what you give them and turn it into something really fascinating. So even though I might have not been the most theatrical or most enthusiastic or most in character or GM. Um, I think the students really liked it regardless. I think you need to give yourself more credit. You were you were really great at doing the story. When you were the witch, oh my gosh, they were <laughs> scared. Okay, with, with the witch, okay, maybe I was a little harsh and that threw them off. <laughs> okay, so brutally honest because I want to be able to put this out there for teachers and I, if they're going to spend their time doing this. I want them to be aware of maybe what they're getting into. Brutally honest, any other improvements that need to go into this system? I think just an advice for teachers who are going to implement this into their classroom is it will be extra work, just period. <laughs> no matter what Dustin creates, he'll create all that material. Um, but it's up to you as a teacher to really tie it into what you're already learning in the classroom. So that in itself is going to be additional work for you. Um, it doesn't have to be like terrible. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to write a bunch of lesson plans or rewrite my lesson plans. It's not that it's something that can be nicely put on top to enhance that but in order to make it run the smoothest you will have to take some time to actually like merge those two things together that's kind of what i'm trying to do is by putting in all that legwork ahead of time so teachers don't have to do as much work but they're definitely still going to have some things they need to do to use it in their class or with their curriculum the nice thing is you're creating the storylines, whereas I had to create some storylines for my students. That was the hardest part. And if you're creating those storylines already, literally all you have to do is attach it some way to an activity that you're, you should have already been assigning anyways. Um, it's just in a certain environment that the students are more willing to do it because they're facing a boss. So if the element of creating that RPG story is out of the equation, that saves a lot of time. Awesome. So we have the brutally honest feedback. Is there more? I think one thing I've learned is don't stick to the script. So yes, you'll get the system and yes, you read that it's going to go in a certain direction and you want it to go in that direction um, but realistically, each classroom is different. And so there might be some deviations from the storyline, but you can always bring it back. All right. So I think we got all the brutally honest feedback because now we're going into suggestions. And if there's more, I'll let you <laughs> add some more to this next question. Is it worth it to use it in class? So I know I left you hanging 
for a bit because my semester started, my schedule got a bit crazier than expected. And you had to do some of that legwork that is supposed to be available to teachers, like writing the stories. Even with all of this extra stuff, you said you kind of struggled with getting the XP in every day and you don't like to open each of the files up. So <laughs> that sounds so nitpicky. <laughs> is, is it worth it? So I do remember sitting on our living room floor, like struggling with doing the animations for the PBT and like the storyline because I found out like you weren't going to be able to join us. And so I was not just upset that you weren't going to join us, but also just really nervous about putting uh, my own storyline together. Um, so that was a big struggle for me. Um, so just the fact that you're going to be creating the storylines will be really nice. I mean, in the end, I realized I was putting a lot more work than I probably needed to to like make the storyline work because the students, like you said, fill in a lot of the gaps. And I was like trying to really give them detailed stuff, which I really didn't need to do because, I mean, they have their own minds and they can be very creative about how they go about something. So I don't necessarily need to spoon feed them. But I forgot your question. <laughs> so that leads to, is it worth it? You sat, sat on the <laughs> living room floor and you had to create the story yourself. You went into detail. Is this all worth it? <laughs> yes, it was. Because the next day, well, <laughs> yes, I'm very late at planning. Uh, so the next day when I had implemented it, just one, the fact that the students were super excited to even do an RPG game, even though you weren't there. And then two... The fact that I realized students can do so much with very little. So I was giving them part of the storyline and then they took off, which was really nice. And so I think it was very much worth it because it allows us to continue practicing our objectives from the classroom, but this time in a more relaxed setting because even though we are playing a quote-unquote game, the students are still going towards their objective and in the end they're completing work that relates to what we've been talking about in class. So it's not 45 minutes wasted at all on a Thursday. It's more the students feel connected with each other towards meeting that objective from the class. And like I said before, it really helps strengthen not just the connection they have with each other, but with the teacher as well, which is really nice. And I definitely see it being played out throughout the week. Even though it's not an RPG time, they're still mentioning their characters and they're still talking about the storyline. That is some good news. I had a lot of fun with your class this quarter and my favorite part was the donuts the last week. <laughs> they loved you for it. Well, we both brought them, but it was, no, it was a lot of fun. And I had a lot of fun getting to know your students. So now when you talk about some of the students I know who you're talking about, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's so Bob. That's not his real name, but. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. Yeah. And I mean, they enjoyed having you in the classroom. They're always asking about what you're up to. So it was really exciting. And I'm glad that. Yes, you were there to help me, but at the same time, I was able to kind of take off and run it myself in the end. 
All right, last question. Will you do it next quarter? So today was my first day of quarter four, and already when I walked in and was explaining how this new class will go, it's a different topic, but same students. And immediately, as I was describing how the class would be run and all the classroom management, a student was like, immediately, will we still be doing RPGs? Can I change my character? I want to change the way my character looks. I want to change the abilities. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold your horses. You didn't answer the question. Are you doing it? This, I'm just like the <laughs> student. Are you doing it next quarter? And I was like, cool your jets. Yes, we are. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes, um, I, we're definitely going to do it. Already been passing out XP on day, day one. It's really nice because... I have the same students, so I don't really have to go through the onboarding process again. So in that regard, it's just like no question. Why wouldn't I? Why would I not do it? I did obviously tell students we're all starting from zero XP again, um, and the students that did not score the top three were excited about that, and it just makes sense, right? Um, we do have some students that moved out of the ELL program, so we're few shorter but yes we are gonna continue doing it and i am just excited to see what else the students come up with yes so uh, maybe i can stop in this quarter sometime i don't know we'll see maybe you can be the full-on play tester of the system that i hope to have printed very soon so that's a call to anyone listening any teachers that want to play test it We would love for you to use it for a unit coming up in this spring. So this episode is likely coming out the first week of April. And we're looking for playtesters that are starting a unit between April 19th and the end of May. Or even if you're doing uh, summer classes, if you want to do playtesting in the summer, that would be awesome too. If you are willing to be a playtester, you just need to find the Google Form sign-up sheet either in our show notes, the blog post, our Facebook page our Facebook group as well, and fill out that and you'll receive the print and play files you need in the gamification handbook. Yeah, I think, honestly, it'd be cool to see outside of the classroom as well, like school-wide. I know they have merits, demerits, infractions, and things like that, but definitely seeing more positive reinforcement throughout their day-to-day activities would be awesome. Some schools do do it. I don't know the school, so I don't want to say or even take a guess where it's at. But I do know of some schools who have a whole gamification, like leveling up yeah. system built into their their school culture. Yeah, I've heard of that as well, and I that would be awesome. All right, so finally, before we go, thank you, Grace. Thank you for being a... Guinea pig? Yeah, guinea pig and testing it out, (laughs) taking the idea and testing it out with your students. Thank you for coming into our classroom and giving me a break. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, I think it was a lot of fun. All right, so this is the end of our Gamification Diaries mini-series, but Grace will be back on the podcast at some point. Don't Don't start crying, Grace. You'll be back on. Mm, Okay. (laughs) All right, thank you. Thank you. It was great to be on here.
I want to thank Grace again for being on the show and thank you for tuning into this episode. If you have any questions or you are interested in being a playtester, we are looking for a few more until April 5th. The playtesters sign up will close April 5th. So if you are interested, be sure to reach out to us. You can find the sign up form on our Facebook or on this episode blog post. All right. So thank you again. And I want to thank our sponsor again, Amped Up Learning, a teacher-owned company that strives to make learning fun, engaging, and competitive with their unique games and teacher-created lessons. I highly recommend checking out some of those teacher resources. They have some cool escape rooms based on different content areas. They're always adding new great resources. Also check out their social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. They do weekly teacher giveaways. So check that out. Try to enter it into a giveaway. Maybe win some resources for your classroom. And most importantly, they have some unique history board games for the classroom. One being Freck, a new tabletop card game and classroom resource aimed at teaching your students key social studies vocabulary in an engaging and competitive and creative way. They also have Risk It, a new way to compete in history class. It involves teams, trivia, and taking chances. We're always looking for more ways to bring engagement into our classroom, and I think these board games do a great job. So definitely check it out, amduplearning.com. Again, the coupon code is BGE Games. Thank you for listening in this week. If you like what you heard, be sure to let us know. You can find us on social media as Board Gaming with Education or BGE Games, or email us at podcast at boardgamingwitheducation.com. If you want to support our podcast, be sure to check out our support page on our website. As always, teach better, learn more, and most importantly, play more. Thank you for listening, and until next time.